This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Edward, and um, I want to, today I want to share with you guys um, an experience that happened to me um, in 2012. Um, it's called a near-death experience. Um, but before I start, like, I gotta give you guys, like, a little, um, background story of myself. Um, like, when I was younger, right, um, like, I didn't really believe in anything. Like, um, I couldn't figure out what was the point of this life that I was living. Like, why am I here? Like, you know. Um, what's the point of this, you know? Um, I couldn't figure it out. Um, you know, so I was just basically, like, living my life, just, like, going on day by day, you know? Like, just, eh, You know, not really paying attention, paying attention to details, in a sense, you know? Like, um... I was just here to be here, but, um, but anyways, right, um, I remember, like, I was working in the lower town, uh, Manhattan, and there was, um, this grocery store that I always used to go in, and I always used to order a sandwich, and, um, that day, um, the guy that was making the sandwich, um, he knew me because I always used to go in there and I always used to like order the same thing. But um, this time like um, he didn't he didn't add ketchup, I believe it was. Um, and um, he, you know he looks at me and he says, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, because he made the sandwich and he gave it to me, but you know he didn't add ketchup, so I basically gave it back to him. You know, I told him, like, he forgot ketchup. And he was like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, um, and I told him, like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? Like, we all make mistakes. And, um, you know, like, nobody's perfect. Um, but then there was, like, a lady next to me. I don't know if she was a Christian lady or what, but she was, like, African-American. I want to say, like, around mid-30s or something like that. Um, but she looks at me and she says, like, Basically, only God is perfect. And um, I look back at her and I reply to her like, um, well, I, I said to her, well, I haven't met God, you know, like maybe when I meet him, I'll know if he's perfect. Um, so she looked back at me and she basically like gave me like a little smirk, like, you know, like, don't worry, like one day you'll meet him. Um, but anyways, I got I grabbed my sandwich and I left out of there, and she went her way and I went my way. Then um, I say like a few months after that um, I was with uh, my friends um, and we were like um, I was with 
three of my friends that I knew from a program that I was attending. Um, I didn't really know any of them personally, you know. I just knew them from a program. Um, but we were like, um, we were like chilling in the park, you know, uh, just like vibing and stuff, you know. And um, right, like that day was very hot, you know. Um, yeah, it was very hot. Um, I don't. I wasn't hydrated like at the time, you know, like. Um, but anyways, like um, that day, like I could feel like um, I was like sitting down on the grass with my friends and stuff, and all of a sudden, like I felt like like my heart like beating slower, like um, like I it was becoming hard for me to breathe. So um, you don't know me, but if you know me, like I'm a very like humble type of person like i'm very like quiet like very chill i don't like to make a scene out of things so i basically you know i said you know um like it was becoming hard for me to breathe so i didn't want to make a scene i didn't want to be like you know oh like oh the ambulance you know this da 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 i just like basically went with the flow you know so i just like it was becoming harder for me to breathe and like my chest was hurting. So I just like, and I was becoming like weaker and weaker. And um, I basically like got flat, like on my back, you know, like trying to see like, you know, if I could relieve myself, you know, like maybe like um, I'll get better. Like if I just lay back, you know, and um, all of a sudden, right, like, I feel like something grabs me. Um, and it's, like, pulling me under the ground. Um, you know, so, like, now, now, mind you, right, like, um, I'm laying on the grass. So, like, what the heck has a grip on me, like, you know? If I'm laying on the grass, like there shouldn't be like like something grabbing me and pulling me under the ground, you know. So I'm like, you know, like uh, I was thinking, like, what the heck has me? And um, I started fighting it, right? I started fighting it. I started like trying to get myself away from it, and I'm I'm trying to release myself from its grip you know i don't know what has me but whatever has me it's got a grip on me like unbelievable um but anyway it's, it's grabbing me and it's pulling me under the ground and i'm fighting it and the more i fought it like the more the pain increased um and i found that strange right like the more i try to get away from it i was moving like left or right i was fighting it with everything, with everything I had in me, you know. And the more I fought it, like, the more the pain increased. And I was there fighting it, for, I don't know for how long, you know. But I was there fighting it, it seemed like quite some time. Um, but the more I fought it, the more the pain increased. And it got up to a level, like, 
that it was unbearable. Like I was thinking in my mind, like how can anybody feel this type of pain and still be alive? You know, like if it was in a pain, like it was unbearable. Like if I would, if I was to let, if you were to feel like that type of pain on this earth realm, I think you would die. Like, you know, but that was the thing that hit me. Like, um, like it got up to the point where, like, I, it was unbearable, right? Um, and I remember, like, I didn't know what to do. So I basically, like, I just went with the flow. I said, this thing has me, you know. And in a in a way, I just like gave up because it was like there was no use of it, right? Like there was no use. Like the more I fought it, the more the pain increased, the more painful it got. So it got up to the point like, well, then I'm gonna stop fighting this thing because it, the pain was unbearable at the time, and I was like, all right, I got no other option but to just give up. So I gave up, right? And um. I look up to the clouds and I see this bright light. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Yeah, I see this bright light, this bright light, very beautiful light. Um, man, I get goosebumps just thinking about that light. But um, I see this bright light and this light was just amazing. It was it was beautiful. It was pure. Um, the light is weird, but the light was made of love. And the light, it was like 10,000 times brighter than the sun. But I could look straight at it. Like, point blank. Like, I could look straight at it. And it didn't hurt my eyes. I don't, I don't, I you know, like, it just didn't hurt. Like, I could look straight at it, you know. I don't know if I had eyes at the time or what, but, like, I could look straight at it, but it didn't hurt my eyes. Um, And the light was, like, welcoming. It was like the light was, like, there to save me, to help me. Um, And here's another thing that I find strange. Um, Like... I felt like I was all-knowing, like I knew it all, you know? It's weird, it's, it's weird, it's very weird, but I felt like I knew it all. And um, I remember like, um, I'm looking at this light and it was so pure, like so loving, so holy, um, so loving, like, Man, there's just like not enough words to describe this light. Like it was just everything good that you want is with that light. You know, like everything good, everything positive. Everything, everything that's good is with that light. Everything that you know that is good, everything that's good, good, that is pure. Is what it was with that light. Um, that light was like holy, holy, and automatically, like 
I didn't have to be told. I knew that this was God. The light was God. And I knew that the light was Jesus Christ. I knew it was him. I just knew the light was Jesus Christ. I just knew it was him. I don't know how I knew, but I just knew it was him. And um, I remember like I looked at that light. There was no time, but like when I looked at the light, um, when I looked at Jesus, I looked at him like, I want to say, oof, like maybe like a, probably less than a second. And when I looked at him, um, like I, I looked down, like, you know, because the light was up in the cloud and I, I looked down because this thing was like too, too pure, too holy, too good. Like, I felt like I was unworthy to look at him. You know, like I felt like, I felt like unworthy to look at something like so pure, so clean, something so perfect. Like, there's nothing in this world that I could say that's perfect, you know, but that Jesus, when I saw him, he was beyond perfect. Um, and he was beyond perfect. He was beyond it. It's, he was just like amazing, like, um, man, he was just like the best thing. Like he, he was like everything I ever wanted, you know, like he, he was like what I've been searching like my whole life. Um, but you know, I, I looked at him and then I, I got my, my view away from him because he was like too pure, too holy. And, um, like him, I tried talking to him, right? I tried talking to him, but I couldn't speak. Um, this is another thing that's weird. Like I tried talking, but I couldn't open my mouth to get the words out. Like I couldn't talk, but then I thought, right? I was like, it was like a thought. Like I spoke in my mind. I said, like, like God, I've, I have never done anything for you. Like, I can't go with you even if I wanted to. And then I said, like, whoever's going to take me, take me, but please stop the pain. Because um, I could feel like whatever had me and was pulling me under the ground. Um, I could feel it. I, I didn't, you know, like, and I didn't share this, but let me go back a little bit. Like, when I was feeling this thing grab me under the ground, like I looked back like for, there was no time, but I want to say like, I looked back like maybe like for a second and um, in, in the left side, in the left corner of my eye, like I could see like, um, like blackness, like a void. It was like a, like blacker than black. And it was like, it was like it was a pit, like, Man, um, we all know that place, H-E-L-L, hell, basically. That was where, like, I was being pulled, like, I was being sucked in a way, like, I was being dragged, like, to hell. That was, like, the sensation, the feeling that I was feeling. Um, but I, um... 
I told God, like, I have never done anything for you, so I can't go with you even if I wanted to. And I told him, like, whoever's going to take me, take me, but please stop the pain. I thought that. I couldn't speak it, but I thought it. And um, Jesus, he heard my thought. He heard it. He heard me. He heard me. And he understood, man. He was like, um, he didn't speak to me. But this is this is like amazing. Like, um, you know, like my whole life, like I've never really, you know, like I didn't really know who he was, you know. I didn't really know who he was on, until I saw him because I was one of those type of person like, I got to see to believe, man. I'm just not going to take anybody's story for it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm one of those type of persons. Like, I got to see to believe. You know, I got to experience it. I got to know what it's like. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I've always been that way. Um, but, you know, um, he heard my thoughts. You know, he heard my thoughts and... Basically, what happened next was that um, as he heard my thoughts, right? Like, next thing that happens is that I, I basically, I get out of my body. The real me, like my soul gets out of my body. And I float. It was like a float type of thing. Like, I was floating upwards, like up to the height of a cloud. And then when I was like up to the height of a cloud... I looked down at myself, like I could look down at my body and I could see like my friends around me and they were like calling my name and they was trying to wake me up. They were slapping me in my face, like, you know, like trying to wake me up. But I wasn't in the body, like I was out of the body. I was up in, in, in the height of a cloud and I was looking down at them from above and I could see them with, with clear like with clarity, like with clear, with clearness, um, I could see them, and they was basically trying to wake me up, you know. And I'm there watching everything from above, and um, as I'm seeing this, like, then I look like around my body, like to see you know, like my surroundings, of the surroundings of my body. And I see everything like in beautiful, vivid colors, like because I was laying in, in the, on the grass at the time, but I could see like, um, the grass, it was like in vivid colors. Like I could see them, they were like shining, like, like I could see the grass, but it was, it was alive, like I could see it. And I could, I just knew that it was alive and I could see that the grass was alive and it was like sparkly. And I could see like people to the left hand side, like down, like they were like playing football and stuff. I could see everything from above. Like I could, you know, because like when you're down here on earth, right? like. You only see your point, your point of view of the picture with your two eyes, right? That's what you see. But when I was out of the body, 
And I was looking down at myself. It was like I could see the whole picture. I don't know if that, you know, like I could see everything. You know, I could see everything. Like I could see the whole picture in a sense, you know. Um, but any, anyways, right. I'm looking at my surroundings and then I look back at my body. And um, as I look back at my body, all of a sudden, like I get a flashback, just like that. Like from the moment I was born to the moment of my death, which was that date, which I died. Um, and I could see everything like it was like a flashback. Again, there was no time, but it was like in less than a second, like, bang, my whole life. I saw my whole life. And just like that, like it finished. It was so quick, but I understood everything. Like I saw everything, like from the moment I was born to the moment of my death. And um, I see all this and I'm like, wow. Then it hit me like, OMG, like. Everything we do, everything we do in this life is recorded. Everything we do in this life is recorded. Um, it's like your own soul records everything. Um, so that was like, wow. I was just like blown away. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I... I I get the flashback and then I, I'm just like blown away. Um, and But the next thing that happens is like, uh, it was like I was like in a, in a teardrop form. It was like I was in a teardrop form, but like, you know, when it rains, you know, um, it was like I was in a raindrop and it felt like in a teardrop form, but when it fell, it hit my body. I can't remember if it hit my forehead or my chest. Um, but as soon as, like, the teardrop hit my body, just like that, I was back in my body. And um, they was uh, picking me up in a gurney, like to put me behind the ambulance. And, um, yeah, uh, then they basically like took me to the hospital. Um, they drove me to the hospital, but on the way to the hospital, um, there was like a, a EMT worker uh, basically like pinching my finger, like trying to wake me up. And that really hurt it. Um, I was like slumped on the gurney and I could feel like that he was like, you know, like pinching my finger in a way, like trying to keep me awake. He didn't want me, he didn't want me to go to sleep. Um, but I, like, I was like slumped and I told him like, you know, like, please stop doing that. Like that hurts, you know, <laughs> because I, I felt weak, like my, like my body felt heavy. I felt very weak, very sleepy. Um, very tired um, but anyways um, I from there like to the to the hospital like the ride um, I blacked out and 
Next thing you know is that I wake up in the hospital and I'm telling everybody. I'm telling the doctors like, I saw God, I saw God, you know, I saw the light. I saw Jesus, I saw Jesus Christ. Like I saw him. And um, nobody believed me. Nobody believed me. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I saw God, I saw God. And the doctors, they didn't even, they didn't even pay attention to me. They didn't, yeah, they, they didn't, they didn't believe me. They thought I was crazy, you know. And um, basically, I, I kind of like got upset, you know, because this is like one of, this is without a doubt the best thing that has ever happened to me, ever. Like, I wouldn't change this experience for nothing. Like, you know how many people want to see God, want to see Jesus Christ? And um, for whatever reason, like, I was blessed to see him. Like, he gave me, he gave me the opportunity to, to look at him, like, to see him for who he really is. Like, to see the Lord Jesus. Like, there's millions of people in this world that want to see him. But for whatever reason, um... You know, they haven't been blessed. But I believe when daytime comes. Because God works in mysterious ways, man. You know, it brought me back like when I when I told that lady at the grocery store that I haven't met God. When I told her, like, maybe when I'll meet him, maybe when I meet him, I'll know if he's perfect. Jesus, he heard those words that I spoke to that lady. At the grocery store while I was buying my sandwich. He, Jesus, he heard those words. And Jesus heard those words. And it was like, it was like Jesus in a sense. He said like, you know, don't worry. I got something in store for you. You know what I mean? Like I got something coming for you. You just, you know, you just give it time. But, you know. Hold on, fella, I got something for you. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, but God knows. Um, But, you know, it brought me back. It was like Jesus heard those words that I spoke to that lady. So, man, I've learned a lot from this experience. It's like, please, people, be careful what comes what you think, like, what's the things that come out of your mouth? Because those things are heard, whether you believe it or not. And they may be heard by the people you least expect. Because out of all things, who would have thought that Jesus would hear those words? <laughs> I, I would have never thought. But he definitely heard those words. And that's how my, you know, like... It reminded me, like, you know, like, OMG, like, and then my near-death experience happened in 2012, and bam, you know what I mean? Because it's amazing, it's amazing, but Jesus works in mysterious ways, man. God works in mysterious ways. Um, but yeah, people, please, you know, like, be careful on what you say, because you never know who is affecting you know, like you don't know what's the outcome of the things you say. You don't know how it's affecting somebody, you know. Um, but 
Yeah, man, I've learned so much. But anyways, back to the story. Um, So I woke up in the hospital and I told everybody, like, you know, I saw God, I saw God. And um, nobody believed me, you know. But before I continue, I just want to say, like, um, like, you know, God is love. Like, when I saw Jesus, he's, he was made of it. And this is another thing that is amazing to me. Like, um, I had no relationship with Jesus um, bef- before my near-death experience, which happened to me in 2012. I had, I had no, no relationship with Jesus. But in my NDE, when I was like basically being dragged to hell, um, he was there, like, like he was there to rescue me. Like when nobody, there was nobody I could have called upon to help me, you know. And yet Jesus was there. He was there, like, to help me, to save me. And those are things like. I'll never forget, you know. I mean, I don't know my future. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I don't know if, like, I may have a bad car accident, you know. But I'm, I hold on to those, to that experience. Like, I hold on to it dearly. The whole experience, you know, has, has basically, like, awoken me. Like, there's more to this life that, that you don't know. But God knows all. And, you know, so it's basically like, wow, like, and back to like, you know, like when I was saying like, you guys need to be careful, like what you guys say in life, because you never know who's affecting. Um, I've heard like many near-death experiencers, like they speak on this, um, the ripple effect, you know, like, I'll give you an example, um, like, Let's say like you say something negative towards somebody and that person is like having a good day or whatever and you say something negative to that person and all of a sudden like it flips, it flips the good day that that individual is having, it flips it to a bad day and then that individual may take it out on their kids and then the kids may go and be negative to the teacher. And then the teacher um, starts being negative to the whole classroom. And then the classroom starts being negative to their parents. You know what I mean? Like, it's the ripple effect. So, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's a ripple effect. Um. So... You know, if if you being good in this world, if you being loving towards people, you know, then they feel good, and then they want to return the favor and be good towards others. You know what I mean? Be loving towards others. You know what I mean? So it's a ripple effect. You know, it goes out whether whether you see it or you don't. And you and the thing is that you don't know to what level. It ripples out too, you know. So, my best advice is to you. My best advice to you is, you know, um, make sure that the ripple effect that you're causing towards other is good and loving, because it spreads out and it's something positive and it's something good. 
you know. So I'll leave it at that. But back to the story. Um, basically, um, I grabbed my things because none of the doctors believed me. I grabbed my things and I go home. And um, I go home and the first person I told about my near-death experience, my near-death experience was my mother. And um, I told her what happened to me. And, um, you know, uh, I say like, I told her everything, you know. And um, I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget this, but basically I told her my story and she said, like, son, in this world, it's better to believe in something than nothing. That's the words that she told me. But um, yeah, you know, I told her. And like, within a year later, um, I told her again, like, do you remember the story that I told you? <laughs> and she didn't remember. So, you know, I had to tell her again, you know, but yeah, this experience is powerful. It's like you want to share with people, but people look at you like you're crazy. Like, here's another thing. Like, there's a lot of people that they have had an experience with Jesus, you know, with the Lord Jesus Christ. But people are so blinded by this earthly material life that they just sh shut it down. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you know, that's that spiritual stuff or this or that. Like, they don't want to hear it. But there's, there's thousands of people who have had a near-death experience and they try to tell others, you know, like they, they try to tell others, like, death is not the end. You know what I mean? Death is is an illusion because you keep on living on. And when I said like there was no time in my near-death experience, it was like I got a taste of eternity, you know? I was in eternity. Like time didn't matter. Like the time, time didn't exist. It was like I was in eternity. But I'm sorry, I'm just, you know, I gotta say these things because I don't wanna, you know, um, leave anything out in a, in a sense, you know, like the knowledge that I know I, and the wisdom that I got, I try to share with the world. But basically back to the story, um, I remember that I went home and I want to say like a few months later, I was walking by Brooklyn. Um, and I don't know, I don't know, it's weird, but I had a feeling like I had to do something. And I didn't know what it was that I had to do, but I had the feeling like I had to do something, you know. It's a weird feeling. I don't know if you guys ever had that feeling, but it's a strong feeling. Like you got to do something, but you don't know what it is. Like something is telling me to do something, you know, but I don't know what it is. But anyways, um... I get this feeling like telling me to do something, but I don't know what it is. And I'm walking and I see this big church, like I'm walking by Brooklyn and I see this big church. And I don't know, I just went in that church, right? I just went in and 
like I'm I'm an I'm a humble person. Like I'm very like antisocial. Um, but anyways, you know I don't like like I whatever it was that I had to do. I felt like I I wanted to do it like alone. Like I didn't want nobody seeing me or none of that. Um, but anyway, I walked in the church and I see like um, it was a guy. Um, he was like in front of the church to the left hand side. He was cleaning the church. And then he was to the right. He was like to the upper left hand corner. He was cleaning the church. And then there was a lady. There was an old lady to the right midsection of the church and she was like sitting down praying with her head down i mean so like n nobody they and those were the only two individuals that was in the church at the time like the church was really empty um so i basically i sat down and i was waiting for them to leave and they wasn't leaving you know because they was doing their own thing they didn't they didn't even know like i was in the church but anyways um I basically, I got up and I walked to the front of the cross. And I basically, I got on my knees and I asked God for forgiveness. I was repenting. I said, God, you know, I'm sorry. And I was crying like a baby at the time. And... I was just weeping. I was like crying like a baby. I said, God, like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, please forgive me for everything I've done, you know. Like, I didn't know. I told him, I didn't know, but now I know. And um, as I'm repenting and as I'm saying, I'm repenting to God and I'm crying like a baby. All of a sudden, like, I feel like a right hand touch me on my right shoulder blade and at the time like I was kneeling I was on my knees repenting to God and asking for forgiveness and I feel like a, a hand literally touched me on my right shoulder blade on the back of my right shoulder blade and the second that I felt that the second that I felt that just like that I looked back to see who touched me and there was no one behind me. There was no one behind me. And I felt the hand touch me and I got goosebumps all over my body the second that I felt that hand touch me on my right shoulder blade. When the hand touched me, it felt like it was there like to, to comfort me, you know, like to, you know, like to comfort me, like, you know, and the second that I, f I felt the hand, I looked back and there was no one behind me. There was no one behind me. And I, I was just looking to see who touched me. And I stood there for quite some time. I stood there for a few minutes, like looking, like who touched me. And the old lady, she was still back there praying. And the guy, I didn't, I didn't see him, but it wasn't him because 
there was no way somebody could have touched me and disappeared just like that. You know what I mean? So it wasn't him. I think it was God, you know, like it was Jesus, like saying, you know, like, um, you know, like, like I'm here for you. Like, you know, like, man, it's amazing. Um, I know I probably sound crazy, but I promise you with everything in me that what I'm telling you is as truthful as it gets. I've got no reason to lie about this, you know, I'm as I'm being as honest as I can be and I'm being truthful. This is the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Um and I wouldn't change it for nothing, for nothing. And basically, right? I got out of the church like feeling like like a new person like like I got out of the church feeling like a brand new person. It's weird. Like it was in a way, it was like the old me have died. The way, well, you know, I, <laughs> I, I did die when I had my near death experience. But when I repented to God, when I asked Him for forgiveness, it was like the old me died. You know, like there's a new me, like a new creation has been made like God made me a better me I don't know if that makes sense but it was like he made me a better me and um yeah uh, that's basically my story I'm sorry this story kind of took long but um I just want to say people like you know like seek Jesus man you know because he's listen Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to me. I wouldn't trade Jesus for nothing in this world. And now I'm a soldier for God. I'm a warrior for Jesus Christ. That's why I follow the Lord Jesus. Wherever Jesus goes, I go. You understand? So that's the way that it is and that's the way it's going to be. I follow Jesus to the end, to the death of me. And I don't care what this world throws at me. As long as I'm following Jesus Christ, as long as I'm following what he told us to do in the Bible, I know I'm in the right. Like, I'm not here to please men. I'm here to please God. And as long as I'm being obedient and I'm following Jesus with, to the best of my ability, I'm in the right. So I don't care what this world throws on me. I don't care what this world throws at me. As long as I got Jesus, I got everything I need. <laughs> and there was a good feeling. I want to, I want to, I follow Jesus to the death. I want to trade Jesus for nothing in this world. And it's a beautiful feeling, you know, like this, this near death experience has changed me completely. Like now, I try to live my life in the best way that I can to be loving towards others. I don't care who you are or what you've done. I try to give you a taste of God. 
by being loving towards people, you know, because God is love. The light that I saw, he's love. That's what he is. He is love. He is love. Jesus is love. So that's my story, guys. Um, I'm sorry that this took kind of long. I'm not really good at making, um, you know, videos or stories or, you know, I'm not really good at this stuff, but I, I try my best. I feel like I have, I've got to share this with the world. And, you know, just give Jesus a chance, man, because once you got God, man, that's the best thing you could ever have. Give him a chance, you know. Pray to him. Have a relationship with Jesus. Seek him. Seek him with all your heart. There's a Bible verse that says, um, you know, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open to you. And then there's another Bible verse that says, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. So I'll end it at that. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. And I love you all, you know. And I pray that you guys give Jesus a chance, man. Give him a chance. Please give him a chance. I wouldn't change Jesus for nothing. Like, I'm sticking with Jesus to the end. Because Jesus deserves. Jesus deserves everything. What he did for us, man. What he went through. I'm sorry, guys, but yeah, that's my story, guys. And God bless everyone. Thanks for listening. And God loves you all. God loves you all. And I can't wait to go back and spend my life, you know, for all eternity with Jesus. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. But anyway, God bless everybody and have a blessed day. God loves you all.